We are here for a special bonus episode of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. I'm your host, Robert Massey, and today I'm talking about Canon's official announcements that they made this morning. I got up at 5.30 a.m., grabbed something warm to drink, and tuned into Canon's huge virtual product drop that started at 6 a.m. for me here in Calgary. The Japanese camera manufacturer officially announced two new cameras this morning, a whack of new lenses, and a bunch of other items. So, what did Canon actually finally announce? The two camera announcements were the R5 and the R6. Both the R5 and R6 are full-frame cameras that feature in-body image stabilization and a range of video and still modes that should make us adventuring photographers happy. So let's start with the R5. The R5 is the camera that has been hinted at and talked about and leaked and everything else for months. It seems like we've been talking about this camera forever. It has 8K video capabilities, a 45 megapixel sensor, dual card slots, five stops of in-body image stabilization, and is the successor to the EF 5D Mark IV, Canon's professional workhorse camera. This is a professional grade camera body that on paper at least, holds up to the 5D series name. During the announcement, Canon Explorer of Light Lindsay Adler, the amazing fashion photographer Lindsay Adler, said, this feels and functions like a 5D4, but has all the benefits of the R. That's pretty high praise coming from one of the most spectacular photographers on the planet. The downside of this spectacular looking camera, as to be expected with a camera like this, is the price. It's a steep $5,400 Canadian. $5,400. That's a lot of money to drop on a camera body. But it has some firsts in it that no one else in the market has, like 8K raw uncropped video. So it's a trade-off. You need to be able to pay for that kind of new specs to go into a camera. This is Canon's current flagship mirrorless camera with a spec sheet and a price to match that point. So that's the top of the line. What about the other camera, the R6? The R6 has the same sensor and processor combination as the 1DX Mark III. That's Canon's flagship DSLR camera that just came out. That means a 20 megapixel sensor with an incredibly fast processor attached to it. This camera also has dual card slots and brings back many of the things people love about the way a Canon camera functions and feels including returning the joystick and the control wheel to the back of the camera. The R6 now gives you four different ways to control your settings easily and quickly, which is one of the things people really love about the way a Canon feels and functions is just how easy it is to get your settings right and dial them in fast. This returns that muscle memory back to us Canon photographers who have been using them for years and just know where things are on the cameras. The downside, once again, is the price. While it isn't nearly as bad as the R5, the R6 still comes in at $3,500 Canadian. It's a steep price to pay for a camera body for some people. I was really hoping Canon would find a way to squeeze this camera body in under $3,000. But you can kind of see what Canon is doing here. So to put these prices in comparison with Canon's other full-frame mirrorless options, you can get last year's released EOS R for about $2,500 Canadian right now and the EOS RP for about $1,300. So 
So what Canon is doing is putting a camera into every price bracket, depending on what you need and want. So you can get a full frame camera for just over a thousand, just over 2000, and then ones that are just over 3000 and $5,000. So it really depends on your needs and what price point you can really afford. Canon now has a camera in each one of those price brackets. So I understand where the company is coming from by pricing the R6 at $3,500 Canadian, but I was still really, really hoping that camera would somehow squeeze in under 3000 That would have made me really, really excited for it. Some of the features Canon touted during their presentation that are featured in both the R5 and the R6 is that they both shoot at 12 frames per second with mechanical shutter and 20 frames per second with the silent shutter. They have 100% AF field coverage, meaning you can focus anywhere in your frame, and they have in-body image stabilization that can offer up to eight stops of stabilization when combined with in-lens stabilization. They also both have eye detect autofocus for humans and for animals, which is hugely helpful. All of the Canon Explorers of Light who spoke during the announcement were amazed with the speed of the autofocus and the fact that the electronic viewfinders, the EVFs, could keep up with how fast the cameras tracked and shot, which has been one of the big downsides to a lot of mirrorless is, is the EVFs actually can't keep up with the real world. It seems like now, in a lot of cases, both of these cameras can. So those are kind of the similarities. What are some of the differences besides the obvious megapixel difference? What separates these two camera bodies? Primarily, from what I can see, it's the video features. The R6 does have fantastic video capabilities in it, but it doesn't come anywhere close to the R5 and its 8K. For its money, though, the R6 does have full 4K at 60p and full HD at up to 120p with full autofocus in all those video modes. Beyond video, the camera bodies are also slightly different. With the R6, you aren't getting a top-down screen, meaning there's no screen to view settings on when you look at the top of the camera body. And the body isn't quite built as well as the R5, although what this practically means, we won't know until more people start getting both cameras in their hands. Now, here is what really, really matters. Which one is going to be the camera that you are going to want as a traveling and adventuring photographer? Just due to the slight size and weight difference, plus because most of us honestly don't need to be able to record in 8K. Seriously, most people who view our content are looking at it on tiny phones or on monitors that, at most, go up to 1080p. I'd go with the R6. That would be my suggestion, the R6. But this is based entirely entirely on paper specs with zero real-world hands-on experience whatsoever. But to me, the R6 is a more exciting camera. We still get 4K recording, which is more than enough for a lot of people to record stunning content, and you get incredibly fast AF tracking with IAF for animals and humans. It's the same AF system in both the R5 and the R6. You get the same frames per second, and you get to save a couple of thousand dollars. That extra $2,000 that you will spend on the R5 can be put towards buying a beautiful new lens for your R6. So I'd be looking into the R6 as the camera that most of us adventuring and traveling people would be interested in. Now onto the other interesting announcement from today, a quad of lenses mostly targeted at the prosumer range of photographers and those of us who want to travel light and fast. The most interesting announcements were the 600mm f11 and 800mm f11 lenses. That's right, two constant aperture f11 lenses. These are really meant for use in full, broad daylight. 
as they do not go any lower than f11 on their aperture. These two lenses aren't targeting professionals. They're trying to put super telephoto capabilities into the hands of everyday consumers. Normally, super telephotos have been reserved for those with thousands or tens of thousands of dollars to spend on camera equipment. Not these lenses though. The 600mm will set you back just $950 Canadian and the 800mm will set you back $1250 Canadian. Those are insane prices if you want to get into having the capability of a super telephoto lens. To put that into perspective, the standard Canon 800mm f5.6L, Canon's high-end super telephoto 800mm lens, is $17,000 Canadian. $17,000. Before today, to own an 800mm lens from Canon, you would have had to spend $17,000 Canadian. So these two lenses allow someone to start shooting with a super telephoto focal length without needing to take out a mortgage. Now, like I said, these lenses aren't targeted at professionals. That's pretty obvious with the f11 constant aperture. So don't expect the same creamy background you see from professional wildlife photos or anything like that. What you should expect and what it looks like Canon is doing is releasing a set of lenses that lets people into this world and gives people a super telephoto option that won't break your bank account or your back for that matter. The new 800mm f11 lens weighs less than a 70 to 200 and gives you 600mm more focal length with less weight. Just spectacular. So to put it in perspective, let's look back at that 800mm f5.6L lens for comparison. That lens is a pack breaking 4.5 kilograms or 10 pounds and is nearly 50 centimeters or about a foot and a half long. That's without the lens hood on it too. Plus, you will need a tripod or at least a monopod to use it, so more weight is necessary. This is a beast of a lens that you will not be carrying around a city or around a mountain for too long without a specific need for it or a quick journey back to the car. This new 800mm f11 lens can be handheld and weighs in at under 2.5 pounds, which is just huge and unheard of to see. So I'm really curious to see how it performs in real world settings. To be able to do this, they obviously had to add a lot of stops to the lens, but they also rebuilt the way the lens works. It now compresses inwards from the back and telescopes out when you want to shoot. It's an innovative new piece of technology that Canon is trying out. They even said this during the announcement, where they're testing this new technology, which means they're looking at possibly including it in future lenses, if it seems to work on the market and if photographers seem to like it. So, are these two new f11 lenses for you? Well, I wasn't enamored with the images Canon showed off during the press event. They looked a little muddy and some detail was really lost in them, but they offer the chance to shoot with a super telephoto, and if you love exploring and seeing wildlife up close, then these lenses may be the perfect choice for you. Certainly, if you're hiking in somewhere a long ways and have to carry your kit on your back, then these lenses make an interesting choice, and for the price point, they are certainly an affordable option. Now, two other lenses were also announced today, an 85mm f2 STM and a 100-500 f4.5 to 7.1. 
These are pretty standard lenses and nothing really to report on them here right now. The 105mm may be useful for some of us who are exploring, but there's also Canon's EF 100-400 that gives you an extra stop of light at the high end. And honestly, that extra 100mm in focal length doesn't necessarily matter because you can crop in on a lot of photos. Canon also officially announced the 1.4x and 2x extenders for the R lineup. Oh, and I should mention that the new f11 lenses can also use these extenders, giving you access to a 1600mm lens with the 2x extender and the 800mm focal length. But, and this is a huge but, you will lose two full stops of light, making it a 1600mm f22 lens. So, not sure how useful that is, except with mostly still subjects in the middle of a very bright sunny day with what will presumably be very harsh lighting. But I'm sure some people will find a very cool use for it. Photographers are innovative, awesome people that can really use the tech that is put in front of them. So that's it. That's Canon's announcement for this morning. The biggest thing is that the R5 and the R6 are finally finally here. These cameras look like what Canon was promising when they entered the mirrorless market with the R series and the RP, and they look like they're finally delivering on it. Once again, the R6 is a very interesting camera that looks like it has a bit of everything that we need as adventures. It's a lot of camera in a small package with the speed and autofocus of a high-end DSLR that looks like it should be able to keep up with us as we move and explore and adventure. I'll have the full specs up in the show notes for both the cameras as well as some screenshots from the announcement, so go and check those out on www.travelandadventurephotographyschool.com. Thanks so much for tuning into this special bonus episode. I'm looking forward to speaking with you all again on Monday when we can talk about what the differences between a DSLR and a mirrorless camera actually are. Let's adventure. Bye for now.